morning, good afternoon, good evening. This is the Material Podcast, episode 214, which was recorded uh, in in some capacity to give a little shout out to the folks of the Dallas, Texas area who have this as their area code. I am Florence Ion, and I am joined by my co-host, Andy Anatko. Hello, Andy. Hello, Flo. And we're mentioning that because we do have genuine love and affection for people in the Dallas, uh, Dallas, Texas and surrounding communities of the 214 Air Code. Not because, just because they are known for their generous uh, philanthropy uh, when it comes to supporting podcasts. I mean, even mm-hmm. even if we didn't have a big bonus episode coming up uh, in a, in a short amount of time, uh, just for our uh, just for our members, uh, we would still be shouting out to those lovely lovely folks in Dallas. Hey, the rock scene, the music scene in Deep Ellum, the barbecue scene. Well, I've I've only I, I spent I spent two or three weeks in Dallas, mostly in the Deep Ellum area, and I Deep Ellumed the hell out of Deep Ellum, and so I was very very. Wow. <laughs> I've never been to Dallas. All I know of Dallas is the Real Housewives of Dallas, uh, (laughs) which has really actually brought some great new blood to the franchise with some of the other franchises getting very stale. Um, Andy Cohen has got to do some snipping of those because I don't think anybody is planning on watching Orange County ever again. Um, (laughs) Anyway, thank you for listening to my niche reality TV knowledge. As we all know, that is what I like to do in my off time when I am not tinkering with Android phones and apparently benchmarking gaming laptops, which is all I've been doing for the last several weeks. Ah, my eyes really hurt. You know, yeah. that's the thing that we don't talk about with our job is, you know, there's no OSHA regulations for how often, for how much of screen time we're getting every day. Uh, and, you know, that stuff really causes headaches. Boy, 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 does that cause a headache. <laughs> yeah. It's, and, and it's really hard to explain to people like when we're at like a cookout or something. Oh, wow. You, you're spending, you're reviewing gaming laptops. Wow. So you're just playing yeah. games all day long on like free high performance laptops. Yeah. Saying, you don't understand my, my stress level is not because, oh gosh, I'm trying to make it to this, to the next boss level of cuphead. My stress right. level is that this thing that this test that I'm supposed to be running isn't running properly because this is pre-release hardware. And also they said, oh, by the way, we need to put to patch this firmware update and basically tell you that, you know how you were up for, like, all last night to finish the benchmarks in this model. Well, now they're completely uh, out the door because this new firmware patch might have changed everything. It really is like I'm working at a candy store, which means that I do nothing but load 50-pound boxes of caramels all day long in all kinds of weather, and the caramel smell gets, like, into my clothes, so I can't mm-hmm. get out of it. And so I mm-hmm. don't ever I, – I used to love caramel, and now I can't even think about it without mm-hmm. vomiting. Mm-hmm. That's – it's hard to convey that, so you just nod and say, yeah, it's great. I'm living my best life. You know, the reason that I started going to like other types of milk is because I spent so much time making coffee and lattes for other people and going home smelling (laughs) like spoiled milk. You know how many times I walked into a bar or a club smelling like spoiled milk Um, or burned milk, I should say, because that's what you're doing all day. Anyway. Did the kitties uh, love you? (laughs) No, unfortunately, uh, not a lot of kitties roaming the streets Um. of San Francisco. (laughs) A lot of (laughs) raccoons, though. I'll tell you that. Even the um, cats can't afford to live there now. <laughs> absolutely not. That is that is very true. They're all out here in the suburbs. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> okay, talking about things that do work, 
which is our current life at present. Um, I have finally got the update on my Google Home, my array of Google Home products that just does the little chime now when it turns the light on and off. Yep. Yep. Me too. It's 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 like, OK, cool. It's a chime. I now what I'm really excited about, and this is me teasing into one of our segments, uh, actually our next segment of the podcast today, is the inevitability of uh, just waving your hands in the air like you just don't care about <laughs> whatever song you're listening to or light may be in the room and then adjusting it that way instead of having to like talk. You see where I'm going with this, Andy? Yeah, I'm. I see exactly yeah. where you're going with this. It's but the, or do you feel where I'm going with this, or or feel the air waving that I'm doing with my hands, <laughs> gesturing? I don't. You're <laughs> again as though you're as though you've got a Harry Potter wand and you're summoning something interesting. Oh, it's more than just a Harry Potter wand. There's a whole orchestra that is relying on me right now to keep it moving. That's that's how intense my hand movements are right now. Uh, but yes, I we will be talking. I'm, I just wanted to spoil, but also like get people a little excited about what we're going to be talking about um, because we will be talking about some some Google technologies that have been in the works for years that we've been wondering where we might see them pop up and I don't I don't you know. I, I don't want just to just to tease the rest of the show a little bit uh, like I've after years I've cultivated this absolutely solid gold inside source at Google who dropped an incredible scoop in my lap. You're not going to believe this. And you're going to think that, well, I know it's rumors, but no, no, no. If you knew the source that I have on the next Pixel 4, or this, 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 these bombshells, <laughs> you would be like as impressed as you are with me now. You'd be even that much more impressed. Uh... You're you're react you're reacting as though I'm being somewhat facetious. As, no, as I though just, it's not I just, possible that I wield such that I astride this industry like akin to a colossus. No, I just Andy, honestly, I just have the words eat your heart out, Mark Gurman, going through my head right now. <laughs> JK, JK. Yeah. Um <laughs> <laughs> like, like it's 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 like some of these companies they all along they never they never realized that the secret to foiling uh like people mm -hmm. spoiling and like leaking like details of, of future releases it was right just 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 like uh, dorothy's ability to go home it was within her all along all google had to do was tap their heel the heels of their ruby slippers together and say oh we want to know about the next pixel oh well here you go Here's a blog post. So, uh, but but that's but that's for the. That's I know, work. I know. I'm trying to save it. I'm trying to save it. Okay, so we just <laughs> gave everybody a little teaser. So now you know what's coming up. Uh, but in all seriousness, um, everything's fine and hunky dory over here in in Flow <laughs> ecosystem land. Um, the house is running fine. Haven't had much problems. My sound bar is great. Uh, Korean drama sounds great on it. <laughs> um, anime sounds great on it. Uh, you know, just, just oh, did I? Oh, I watched Jurassic Park recently on it. That was great. <laughs> you know, um, what about you, Andy? What have you got going on? Uh, well, I've I I smell like the ocean because I decided I know, which to I'm go. Jealous. I, I went to I went to, well, well I went to the beach today. But, but also, okay, but can I just say something? 
just as a West Coaster, so, you know, we have a West Coast, East Coast situation here, and we like to talk about our cultures and how we relate to each other. And, you know, the thing is that, like, us West Coasters, we're incredibly jealous of the East Coast because you have the kind of beaches that you can really sit at. Our beaches <laughs> tend to be really exceptionally windy. Uh, often they're very cold the further north north mm-hmm. that you go. So basically anywhere north of Santa Barbara is like too cold to really get in without a wetsuit. Um, and you have softer waves. So it's kind of like, it's more of a seaside vibe. Like even if you go to Coney Island, it's just very much a, I mean, granted I'm talking about New York versus Massachusetts here, but it is very much a, a chill you know, it's a different kind of beach environment. So I, I get a little jealous when I hear about East Coasters going to the beach because mm. it's a little different than the California. Not that I'm throwing shade to my West Coast beaches, but they, they're they for a different audience, you know. They're for even, a different audience. Yeah, see, even though you guys get much, much better waves than we do, even there, like, we the waves actively want to kill you. <laughs> Whereas we get the way we get waves yes. that are almost completely unsurfable. But if you have a small child, you can put them on a styrofoam paddleboard and they can uh-huh. wait for wee and yeah. just let the wind them wide. And at no point will the will the wave say, hey, you know, it'd be fun if I were to lift this kid like 30, 40 feet up in the air, have him oh. fall all the way down. And I will actually, that, that, oh, they might survive that because if they if they swam out here, they probably I know we will churn up the water so that it's like mostly air so that they can't rise to the surface and they'll be more dense. Ooh, still again, but I want to go for style points. We will cover the floor of the ocean with sharp coral and rocks. There you go. That'll kill them. <laughs> Which also have to happen to be the condominiums and homes of a bunch of fish and other sea creatures. So you are destroying <laughs> homes and creatures when you're falling into the oh yes. the Pacific Ocean. But, okay, but so see, you went to the but, beach but today. But, uh, but all I'm only saying was that it was if um, uh, I think everybody today is having like a it's Wednesday, which is you have no excuse to like not get work done. Like you can't. I can't talk myself. In America, out of, we call this Hump Day. Yeah, because so, we're getting over the hump. Exactly. Mon- Monday, oh, well, you're still kind of coming back from the weekend. Friday, mm-hmm. well, you kind of got your attention on the weekend. You kind of want to clear out early. Thursday, mm-hmm. you can, it's, Friday is coming so quickly that even if you are working, you can taste Friday. So it's, Wednesday mm-hmm. is like the drudgery day. Fortunately, I live like within like a 10 or 15 minute walk of like a like a private town beach. Where you have to be like a you have to be like a resident of the town to get to get there, so uh, it doesn't cost anything to go, and there's practically no one there. And because this is the this is the part of New England that's getting the water up from the south, and not the water that comes oh. down from Nova Scotia. I mean, if you if you go to Cape Cod, there's the north of Cape Cod, which is wow. Boy, is it refreshing versus the oh. south, the the south of uh, south shore of Cape Cod, which is warm and delightful. So I'm getting the warm. So uh, I'm I sm- for at least a good hour and a half today. I smelled like fresh air and and seaside until, of course, you know my the, the humidity caught up with me and I mm. smell exactly as bad as I have for the past month. Uh, with the exception of a 12-minute window right after one of my three showers of the day. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I'm sorry about all that humidity. Um, you're no, welcome no, no, to no. come here Again, and dry you're not, out if you You're not responsible, Flo. You're not responsible for the interaction 
of uh, land and air and water, which is what happens when you get humidity. It's just it's just my lot in life. That's just mm-hmm. what it is. Mm-hmm. But I did I did I did want to uh, hit one quick little update that I did get. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've talked before about how I just ordered like a brand new power bank that was the ZMI USB PD backup battery and hub. Uh, and had not received it yet, and now I've had it, and it really does work exactly as I was hoping the thing would work. Um, it's uh, it's not so powerful that I can, if I decide to power my Chromebook from it, that I can expect to get <laughs> to still have a, a whole bunch of blinking power lights left on it the next day. But it does mean that in those cases where I forgot to charge <laughs> it, like what I've, all I really want is what if I forgot to charge up my, uh, my, my Chromebook, it's only down, it's down to like 11% and I'm boarding like the commuter train and I didn't get one of the seats that has a power jack next to it. Will I still be able to Quote, get work done, unquote, by which I mean essentially Reddit and uh, comic strips. But still, that you'll still be able to power it uh, and and charge it from this uh, battery backup. And it's small, compact, really cool, and cheap. So I might actually, I'm thinking about buying a second one because the the, the worst thing for me to do is to have, uh, is to rob Peter to pay Paul, so to speak, where it's like, mm-hmm. why is there no not a single USB charging cable? in my in in my backpack oh because you were using your laptop bag yesterday and so you took it out of there you have to buy i have to buy complete wardrobes of every cable and headphones and everything and keep one copy of them in each bag otherwise i will leave the house without anything that i need so but that's just a reminder that if you are buying a battery bank uh, for something that is like a Chromebook, anything that charges via USB-C, just make sure that it has PD uh, capability built in. Not all, even like the huge Humunga, like 24,000 milliamp hour batteries, like if they technically have enough electrons packed in there to charge up a laptop, but they don't have the right signaling and they don't have the right controller chip to charge up via a laptop via USB. But now that's no longer something that, that automatically you will, will charge you two or $300 for. This is something you can get for 50 or 60 bucks as this CMI thing was. You know, uh, the car charger that I have in my car uh, actually charges my Chromebook, which is why I bought it. It's, um, <laughs> It's amazing, except that I have to put the Chromebook on the floor with the air conditioning because if I put it on the seat, it will be burned to death by the sun. <laughs> uh, yeah. Black car, black seats, not exactly the best. You know how often my phone goes, overheating, overheating, <laughs> put me in front of the AC right now. Yeah, I'm going to be testing up. Uh, uh, Providence, Rhode Island is one of the, like, the two, I think actually two cities in the country that uh, Verizon has 5G coverage for. Oh, wow. So I'm about to, next week, the week after, I'm going to be taking an actual 5G Verizon phone out there. That's going to make the phone really hot. I heard from exactly. the folks who are going on those trips <laughs> and actually testing them out that the phones are just getting like ridiculously warm. And I've been dealing with gaming laptops, so yeah. I warm is not fun. And it's not fun when your hand is on it. <laughs> yeah. Like... <laughs> You're barren. Uh, might I 
ask you to please try and get one of those uh one of those fire gloves just in case uh you know you need to I don't want you to come home with like a phone bo- burn mark on your hand. Um it could make for a cool tattoo, a cool story in the future, but you know well, I, I want I, you to be safe. I might go the other way entirely because uh, I'm it looks like very much like I'm definitely going to be spending a thousand dollars on a phone later on this year. I got to fund that somehow. And if mm-hmm. I can do it with a really, really super fast settlement with a, one of the largest mm-hmm. uh, wireless providers in the, in, in the country by, Ooh, ah, and I, I make a living with my hands too. I can barely, well, I can definitely type cause I definitely type this email, but you get the gist. Look, look how, look how cheap it will be to simply make this go away. When you get this phone in, just send me one. I like the way you think, <laughs> and don't Andy. expect me to ever send it back. I like the way you think. Hey, I'm a, again, I'm a veteran. <laughs> uh, Andy, I feel like this is a good time to take a little break. Give, give our listeners a tiny bit of breathing room um, and then jump into our first topic, which we've been uh, teasing for the last 20 minutes. What do you think? Which is not nice because, I mean, if if really? this, if this topic if this topic wants to wear a bow tie to middle school – you know, let the, the then then that, that they should not have people like me saying, "Hey, look, it's Orville Redenbacher," or at least I was thinking it, and I could I just was singing on my face. I, okay, I was the one wearing a bow tie in middle school, but still, mm. I should not be doing it. <clears throat> yes, absolutely. Let's have an ad. Yeah, I had an NSYNC shirt for every day of the week. Uh, <laughs> let's go into our ad. This episode of Material is brought to you by Squarespace. Make your next move with Squarespace. Squarespace lets you easily create a website for your next idea with a unique domain, award-winning templates, and more. Maybe you want to create an online store. Maybe you want to create a portfolio. Maybe you want to create a blog. Squarespace is an all-in-one platform that lets you do just that. There's nothing to install, no patches to worry about, no upgrades needed. You don't have to worry about any of that stuff. Squarespace has got it covered. They have award-winning 24-7 customer support if you need any help. They let you quickly and easily grab a unique domain name. And all of those award-winning templates are beautifully designed for you to show off your great ideas. Squarespace plans start at just $12 a month. But you can start a trial with no credit card required by going to squarespace.com material. When you decide to sign up, use the offer code MATERIAL to get 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain and to show your support for Material. Once again, that's squarespace.com material and the code MATERIAL to get 10% off your first purchase. We thank Squarespace for their support of this show and all of Relay FM. Squarespace, make your next move, make your next website. So in if in case you haven't been on the internet, um, Google has just pretty much, well, they're just telling us all the juicy details about this next phone that they are launching later this year. Uh, purportedly, October is when we'll be seeing this. That's when uh, the last couple of events have happened over the last few years. So in the official Google blog, there's both a blog post and a YouTube video confirming the design of the Pixel 4, uh, confirming what the front bezel will look like, which will include a 3D front-facing camera and Project Soli radar. Now, some folks out there might be wondering to themselves, Google, why are you increasing the bezel? 
everybody else seems to be removing it on their phones, to which I say, do you have a Soli chip? So the solely powered features, as we referred to, so those of you who have no idea what we're talking about, just a very brief summary, Project Soli was a technology that Google introduced several years ago. I believe it was Google I.O. 2016. Mm-hmm. I think so, no, too. Excuse, no, 2015, because it 2015. was the last time they were at Moscone. Uh, that was when they had a keynote detailing some of the ATAP features they were working on, um, right? ATAP? Yes, yeah. I believe it was. And they had mentioned Project Soli was part of that team. Uh, originally, it was supposed to be a technology that was supposed to be used in wearables, but it looks like we're going to see its debut on the Pixel 4. And so this feature is going to be called Motion Sense, and it kind of does exactly what it sounds like it does. It's a radar on the front of the Pixel 4 that can sense gestures and can sense your presence. So this will be used... Probably for uh, things like skipping songs, silencing calls, snoozing alarms. uh, And And those are the three that they mentioned specifically in the blog post. But it could be that the exciting we're not uh, I'm not excited about it by, oh, wow, I can skip calls by actually interacting with a phone instead of just programming myself to never, ever, ever come near the phone whenever there's a phone call coming in. but yeah, they're they're saying that those are the ones they're actually committing to uh, in the blog post. But the blog also says, "quote These capabilities are just the start, and just as pixels get better over time, motion sense will evolve as well. Motion and motion sense will be available in select." pixel countries as and now usual. i'm like oh my god i so totally hope that the united states is one of the countries that gets selected wouldn't that be awesome I, yeah you know someone overseas right now andy is rolling their <laughs> eyes really hard at you okay um, that's that's your good good point that's not something that's, uh, that's not a joke to make to an international audience so we we appreciate Sorry, our international listeners um <laughs> I, actually i'm thinking more like europe and australia folks no no but who... even like you even you'd expect that this is we share a common border it's, it's true they're, and they're you nice can... nice they're nice they sell us insulin even though we're not supposed to go over there and buy insulin there and bring I it back i was just about to say let's let them buy have this this pixel feature but no sometimes it's oh well mm, mm. so motion sense because i mentioned that it can also sense the presence of the user this is also going to contribute to a new feature called face unlock so face unlock may be a familiar feature for smartphones um those who maybe aren't familiar with it in the android ecosystem may know it from the iphone apple has certainly popularized it on its ecosystem if, if, you're, uh, if you're on android you may know it as the uh feature that you're advised never ever to use because you 100 be, you can fake it with just like a flat photo or even a selfie you've just a selfie of somebody that, that you just put on your screen so yeah so google writes we're engineering it differently uh, so the system <laughs> will sense that you are reaching for your phone via motion sense. Then that will activate the face unlock sensors also stuffed into that little or that bezel on the front there. And those will anticipate whether or not you'll be picking up the phone. And so and it'll be, you know, ready. It'll be ready to look at your face, you know, kind of like when you try to receive a person who's coming over to talk to you, but then you realize that person is really not interested in you. They're interested in the beautiful person sitting behind you. 
Ouch. Oh, but that 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 could never happen. Be happen. That can never happen. Sure. To you flow. Sure, sure. Uh, so <laughs> remember we were talking about that bow tie in middle school earlier. Uh, so the and long- and 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 a, and a bowler hat. Okay. Okay. Well, again, and sink shirts. Uh, the blog post claims sometimes the- a walking stick. Uh, okay, I was go- I was trying some stuff out. Okay, wow. your your early teens. Wow, you really leaned into it, didn't you, Andy? You I, know, I, I, I couldn't I, I couldn't that. grow a Hercule Poirot mustache, but that's what I was going for. I I respect that. I respect. Thank also. you. Thank uh, so the blog post of Google's claims that the Pixel 4's version of Face Unlock works in almost any. I don't know why I can't pronounce words today. Almost any orientation, like with the phone in landscape orientation, or even if it's upside down, which let's be honest, it constantly is. Uh, Google also claims that it can verify you and unlock the phone before you've even fully raised it to your face. So it'll look at your chin, which you are already feeling kind of bashful about, but (laughs) your phone's going to look at your chin and recognize you that way. Uh, This function will also be used for secure payments like Google Pay, as well as app authentication. So imagine downloading apps with just the smile of your face. Wow. The future we are moving into so soon. Um, (laughs) And for those of you living in 2019, 2020, I don't think you'll be required to smile. Which is good because a lot of us have forgotten how, really. Uh, yep, Those muscles have atrophied. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just i am laughing a little bit at where we are with phone technology and what is sort of moving the needle or what is going to be heralded in a commercial. You know, I think of the way Apple has turned like the smallest features into like the biggest reasons that you'd want to spend all your money on a phone. And I see Google kind of doing the same thing. And again, I admire the hustle, uh, but I just, but remember, I've already spent $1,400 on this Pixel 3, so I'm probably not going to be the first one to jump on that train. Uh, Oh, but there's also, yes. But at least like uh, that's what, that is one feature on the iPhone that I've really sort of coveted. Not just because face unlock uh, on on the iPhone face unlock works amazingly good. So and it's so fast that um, I when I was testing it out for a few months, I had to train myself like not to lift up the phone and look at the camera because by the time I had like raised Mm -hmm. it anywhere close to my face, it had already unlocked and it was just waiting for me to swipe up on the screen. Uh, And so for something like that to A, work just as fast and reliably on Android and also B, actually be trustworthy as a way of locking the phone, which is not something that we've really had experience with in the Android world, that is pretty damn good. That's that's I I am in favor of that. I'm willing to vote for that with my consumer dollars. So the blog post it takes some great pains to explain that all of the face unlock stuff is actually being processed on device. If you've been following along with the Google's news announcements this year, again, I don't know why I'm having a hard time speaking English today. I apologize. <laughs> Again, again, uh, we are an international audience. So, listeners, if you recognize your native language and anything that either of us are saying, again, that's another reason for uh, that's a thank you to you uh, and your local respecting your local culture. Et I would like to know what country speaks complete gibberish. Uh, <laughs> so, 
If you've been paying attention this year to kind of Google's news, you maybe have noticed a theme to some of the news, which is that we're not we're not processing this back at the data centers. Like this is happening on the device. This is all, you know, put on there, which, you know, I appreciate they kind of have to do that after everything that's been said about them. (laughs) So none of your face data is shared with Google or any Google apps and services. And the data it collects when you configure the feature is stored locally in the phone's secure enclave, which would be the Titan M chip, which I believe was introduced last year if I recall correctly. Uh, Regardless, I mean that to say that Google's been working on this stuff for a while. And so clearly this is one place where they have found it to be the most useful. Uh, Soli will also work the same way. So all the Soli data is processed on device and is never shared with Google or Google products or services. So all the little tiny finger movements that you make, it'll just be the phone processing them in real time, supposedly, again. We don't have this phone. It's and, not live. Yeah, so. and and you might. Uh, I think I don't think it's uh, it's crazy to immediately be thinking. Okay, so now there's this radar sensor, so it can sense movement around the phone. So will it be able to figure out? Okay, there are now two people near this phone, and let's now try to figure out who those people are mm. and use that information to monetize this person's presence but no they're they're being really explicit saying that all this happens on device not only are we saying it happens on device we are explicitly saying that if you can figure out a way that it cannot be on device we are not using this data in any way with any other google product or service which means that if it finds if we find out that that was not true oh boy are they screwed Hopefully they, that, that's like class action. So oh, yeah, the, the, the FTC might might give them a $10,000 fine for something like that. Ooh, $10,000. <laughs> How will they pay it? God. So much money uh, for us. Probably in the <laughs> tip jar. The <laughs> Yeah. Right. Uh, sorry. Listen, companies have a lot of money. Okay. And we're just, we're just people. So it's, you can imagine where we're coming we're still from. A little bit, that, that $5 billion slap on the wrist for faith. That's we're still processing slap that on one. the That's... wrist. Five. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, so before, before we go forward, Andy, I want to know, I want to gauge just very quickly your excitement about this sort of technology. I am excited because uh, I had mentioned earlier in the podcast that I see down the line where this technology could be integrated into other parts of the Google ecosystem. I see the I see Google devices becoming these extremely accessible gadgets in the home. I see them becoming more a part of um uh, the fluidity of life, <laughs> trying to think about how to describe it. And I've been using so many words, my brain is a little, but I just trying to think about how it will fit into the organic life, so to speak. Like the way I organically now speak to a speaker when I'm commanding it to do something, like I imagine what is that going to be like when hand gestures or body movements come into play? Like how are we... I mean, this is bringing us a step closer to having that app actual robot digital assistant because it'll be able to maybe down the line recognize more than just tone, but also, you know, body line. It excites me. And it also yeah. excites me how all of this data is is being shrunken down to run on the device. And for people who don't understand like the kind of technical feat that is, 
Google's been working really hard on shrinking down all of that ability into just like mere megabytes, kilobytes, whatever, which is an amazing technical feat in Silicon Valley. Like that is, that's, that's huge, as some would say. Yeah. I, I, I think this is really, really big. Um, I love the idea of the potential of what Soli can represent from really, really simple things such as uh, operating a phone in cold weather. Mm. And it seems it seems silly, but this is I'm I'm in New England. Something you deal with more than I do as exactly. we we're talking the, about coastal differences. Yes, the, yes. The number of times I have to like get off one glove because I need to like <laughs> tap tap a button, or more more likely to tap a, if I need to tap a button or just like acknowledge something on the phone. The number of times I have just tapped the button with my nose because. It, 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 there's so many days it's it's so so many days when it's so cold that gloves are not just things you slide on and slide off they're almost like astronaut eva sort of things where i have like an underglove and then i have like my jacket that like the where the wrist sort of like uh, locks mm-hmm. locks that in place and then i have another glove on top of that that also sort of like holds God, down it's so to, cold where you to, live well because because there are times when <laughs> If you if you just slip on if, if you just slip on like wrist gloves, there are there's going to be like two inches of bare skin sometimes, and you'll be there are times yeah. when you are that is where you're losing all of your flesh <laughs> in that place, and there then there are just times when you can't can't do that. So the ability to uh, as we've been as iPhone users have had that ability for the past couple of years to unlock the phone without a passcode, just lift up to the face. It's good. Uh, but also the ability to interact with it, at least uh, this is all they're promising here uh, two or three or four months before the release of the phone. But I really do think that is a very significant uh, set of italics you want to put in that in that blog post. They, they really want to say that no, it's not just going to be for skipping tracks or answering calls. We, we it can be do it can do much more than that. Hopefully, you can do things like at least tap a button, like without actually having to make contact with the glass. Uh, or when you think about how uh, uh, this com- this combines with the promise that face unlock works. In, in in multiple orientations and multiple angles, the the number of times where I have had to pick up my phone off the table just to have six 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 seconds of interaction with it because I want to I want because I do want to skip a track or something or acknowledge something that is uh, that has happened there. Uh, the ability to without even having it in a stand, just it's on the desk. The ability to just sort of glance at it, sort of wave over it, and say, "Yeah, please turn off that alarm. This is really a bad time for you to be making noise." Or even, yes, please accept this phone call without having to actually pick it up. That's a really super good thing. And that's that's just going through like the simple things that are that uh, that uh, uh, that this technology can enable. So this is there. There are a lot of things about the Pixel 4 where uh, I was just thinking about it like just this, this afternoon that this is why I really try to be restrained when before buying like new hardware, hardware that I have to pay for myself. 
because I want I want to be super excited about what's going to be in the box, and also want to be every time I'm <laughs> there's a bug or a quirk or I have to send it back because there's a new w- warranty extension for the stupid manufacturing issue. I want to say yes, but I did want to have the face unlock. I did want to have the solely features early, uh, and the fact that we're getting multiple now uh, multiple cameras. Now we're getting face unlock uh, and possibly all the really cool. 3D scanning that can be done with a front-facing camera through that. That's It didn't take long for uh, the iPhone to say, no, it's not just for face unlock. We'll also let you do – we'll also let you basically look at the screen and do like a voice actor thing, and then we'll put like your face controls on this animated character. Really oh, cool right. and fun things that could be done with that. And then you add on Soli, which is not – it's not just, hey, this is an easier way of unlocking your phone or, hey, the, you, you know how you used to be able to take pictures? Now you can take better pictures. Now it really is a new paradigm for computing. Um, there's a yeah. – I, I did the – I mean I, I wrote the show notes and I, I, I wrote almost as much about like, gee, isn't this interesting of these things that are in this blog post as I did of the actual facts that are in there. But one of them was that – uh, this is the second time they've seen Google use the term ambient computing. Mm-hmm. Uh, same that this is we're hoping the solely will open up a new generation of ambient computing. And this Which is, is a, by the way, a beautiful terminology, yeah. just in terms from a from both a marketing and a consumer standpoint. Because when I hear it, I'm like, Ooh. Yeah, it's it's something <laughs> <You know? laughs> it's something we needed a word for because smart speakers wasn't really doing it because it's not that we're we're buying we want a speaker that's smart. We want like computers that are helpful that, that we don't have. That term got to, played out in 2018. Yeah, uh, that, this that is was 2019, yeah. It, that was like fresh <laughs> guacamole. It turned brown pretty quickly. Um but I'd heard I'd heard Google use this phrase before their um uh, Google's general manager of Google Home products and Nests and that kind, all that kind of stuff uh, did an interview with uh, with uh, Forbes a couple of weeks ago or three weeks ago, and I pulled out one quote uh, from it that, uh, quote, my belief is that this latest transition, uh, he's he's speaking about how there was first the transition to personal computing, desktop computers, and then there was the transition Mm -hmm. to mobile slash web computing. Uh, Okay, I would put some things in the middle there, but nonetheless. And then saying that the third big change, I think, is ambient, that my, quote, my belief is this latest transition is to ambient computing, this notion of having an always accessible computer right at your fingertips that understands you that you can do things on your behalf to help you in different ways and yeah that's that's how you get people to buy like a new gadget or a new device the idea this these smart speakers oops sorry i should this these ambient computing devices Mm -hmm. catch on because there are so many ways that you that you that a computer can help you uh, even if it's just as simple as getting dressed in the morning and wanting to know what the weather is or wanting to know, like, the, is my first appointment today at 1 or is it at 11? And I don't want to have to walk over to the nightstand, pick up the phone off out of his charger, drill down into apps for that. I would much rather be, like, searching for my left sneaker that probably has rolled somewhere under the bed and they just say, Hey Guillermo, what's, what's, do I need a jacket today? And just have this disembodied voice. Tell me if I need a jacket today. And so adding solely to this, adding the ability to 
interact with it without having to pick pick it up or even really focus your fingers on where you need to touch something to touch a control, that's a pretty big thing. That's a, I'm really excited about the Pixel 4. And again, there's there's definitely going to be like a, a thousand bucks in a in a coffee in a, in a coffee can buried somewhere in my backyard, uh, waiting to be unearthed as soon as pre-release opens. I hope your neighbors don't know about that. A uh, thousand bucks just buried in Andy's backyard, everyone. That's okay. There's this. I've I've got decoy cans out there. Only I know which <laughs> brand contains the authentic, not the the counterfeit. It's the money. Yubon coffee can. And <laughs> Sorry. Um, So, Andy, because you so nicely do the notes every week, you actually put an interesting note, which everybody's been kind of chatting about and which we sort of alluded to in the beginning, which is that Google isn't doing this. Let this all be a surprise on launch day game. They're basically just giving it to us, telling us what's coming up next, sort of teasing it to give us something to look forward to. It's a different strategy than a lot of tech companies have employed um, in the past. I mean, we have companies like Apple, which keep a tight lip on everything that's coming from them. We have companies like Samsung, which get their stuff leaked. And I think it so kind of annoys them because uh, I know that they have I mean, they have shareholders and things like that that matter. That That's really, by the way, the other reason that it's kind of a bummer for this. But with Google, it's like, well, we kind of control this line. We, we know exactly what we're doing here. We know what our trajectory is. So why don't we just go ahead and tell people what's coming up and give them a chance to put away some money for it? Yeah. I, uh, the the days of the like of the first iPhones there that that was a long long time ago it feels like at this point we're it was I've been in this business for a long time yeah, as of you yeah. it was a long time ago yeah and well not 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 in geologic time I mean y- yes mm. the sea levels have risen and uh, and uh, mm. ice mm-hmm. shelves have collapsed but that's that has to do with our mismanagement of the environment nothing to do mm-hmm. with the passage of geologic time. But uh, it's there. There was a time when oh my god, we've never seen anything like the iPhone. That uh, we, there were rumors before, but I'm, now we're going to call this the Jesus phone. And this yeah. most incredible. Ah! And uh, just uh, just last week, <laughs> I was talking about uh, on, uh, on on another show about like rumors and you stuff have like another that. show. How dare you! Just kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> this is not Sorry, weird. Andy. You know, but well, see, the thing is, I, I I have other podcasts, but I always thought it's important. It's important to level with you that, yes, it's another podcast, but it's not another Android podcast or Google podcast. OK, Ooh, then I'm I would the, never. I'm actually the traitor here. <laughs> JK, JK, no, no, Andy no, no, no. and I share each other. OK, exactly. Um <laughs> So, so we're on, on this, uh, there's uh, we're talking about like Apple leaks and stuff like that. Where mm-hmm. someone was, and I, I don't begrudge this person for saying I just I want it to be like Christmas morning, where I don't want to unwrap my presents before Christmas morning. I want to be surprised, and that and that's fine. That's sweet and that's fine. Yeah. My my thought though is that well, this is something. This is not a present. This is something I'm going to be spending. <laughs> if it's a, if it's a top tier phone, eight hundred to a thousand dollars for. Meanwhile, Samsung's going to be releasing their top tier phone 
Apple's going to be releasing their top tier phone all before October uh, and the Pixel 4 is released. And it's there. It, it is helpful to treat consumers like adults and saying that we obviously can't show you everything all at once. However, here are some features that we've locked down and that we've uh, uh, and that we've uh, we, we're, that we can at least promise you and give you some sort of idea of what's going on, so that will hopefully influence your influence your decision. And the other thing is that uh, people on the internet are really really mean. As yes. any kid who's pasted to Instagram pictures of him in middle school with a bowler hat and a walking stick and a bow tie uh, can point out. And so, do you want everybody to lose their spit? Over the fact, oh my God, look at that top bezel. I, there's actually some sort of thickness to it. See, it's so ugly. I can't, I can't take my eyes off it. It's so ugly. Saying, okay, fine. We're we're going to give you four months. Uh, August, September. Okay, we're going to give you three months, two and uh, two months, and some and a couple of weeks to get used to the idea that there is that the screen ends before somewhat the edge of the device and we're we're confident that with uh, desensitization therapy and perhaps some meditation <laughs> you can learn to look at this phone that has a minute bezel at the top without becoming physically ill However, we don't think that if we pop this on you on release day, a, 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 say anything less than 18% of the online comments would be, oh, my mm. God, uh, uh, they don't get this, oh, my God. Okay, so. I actually didn't think so about that, is, Andy. That's a good point. Yeah. So they and they, they also get uh, because they're going to be dropping a lot of information about the Pixel 4 on release day. Now they're not only they're showing you here's what the front is going to look like. Get used to that. They're also saying, by the way, if anybody if, if we release this on October 11th and people are saying, yes, but but. Uh, privacy issues regarding solely remain. They said, well, no, because remember back in July, they actually explicitly mm -hmm. said that all the processing for both these features is doing, done completely on device. And they further stuck their neck out by saying that no, none of this data is going to be used by Google in any way, shape or form. So that allows them to get ahead of if, if there are any people who doubt that. And that's certainly reasonable to have discussions about that. At least those discussions are going to be taking place over the summer as opposed to the day when they're trying to get people to focus on going to the backyard, digging out that coffee can, counting out, counting out uh, whatever uh, number of gold ducats would translate to nine hundred and twelve dollars, including shipping and tax, uh, and sending it to Google. That's all so you plan a, on so spending, huh? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's uh, again uh, in terms of gold nuggets. Uh, then there's also non. Uh, there's also a bearer bonds. Uh, and various uh, local uh, institutional instruments that maybe there was like a, let's not call it a heist, but what if some paintings were to walk away from a Boston small art museum in the early 90s and that at this point the money, has, the insurance money has already been paid out. No one really misses them. No one knows what they look like. It might be time for me to, you know, take out the the, the fake heating pipes uh, in the spare bedroom where they've been rolled up and hidden since 1993. Uh, and, you know, just 
go go on eBay, see what I can get for them. You know, Rembrandt. Well, it's been rolled up, so it's, there's some. Uh, also, there's some slice marks on it, but I'm sure I can get a Pixel Four out of it at least. Sure, hypothetically. At least. Hypothetically. Uh, Now, how are you going to feel about all the stuff that is uh, packed into that bezel? So what we have is a we were talking about all the sensors that are packed in there. Might as well. It's Google's telling you what's in there. So it's a face unlock infrared camera, a front facing camera, an ambient light sensor. An audio port, a Soli radar chip, an infrared dot pattern projector, a second face unlock infrared camera. And a face unlock flood illuminator. Wow, that's a lot of stuff. Yes. That's like, and so it's and more so, stuff than I cram into my makeup bag. Yeah. So and I'm sure a lot of people, as was I, saying, wait, wait, go back five things. <laughs> audio port. But, here, but you know what? I know that, that that's why I kind of paused on that. I was like, audio port. So probably gonna have a headphone jack. It's maybe it's in the center. Uh, it's a, in the illustration, it's kind of off-center, but they didn't necessarily say that this port is to this point where where this thing callout is pointing to is exactly where it is. But I'm, I was trying to figure. I was I didn't want to get my hopes up, but I'm trying to think about what if it's if they're saying audio port, they're not they're not calling. They're not, it's not going to be like toss link. It's not going to be like an optical <laughs> audio digital audio port. It really can only be like a headphone jack i i feel i know i'm i'm also i don't want i don't want to have my heart broken but i feel as though it can only be a headphone jack which would make me so freaking happy Hmm. as someone as someone who had to buy three copies of a usb3 to two (laughs) usb3 dongle so that i could both charge uh, a device and listen to it through usb3 headphones i would very much like to not have to (laughs) have that with me at all times yeah i'm uh it's gonna be interesting so actually there's a picture on the google blog and we'll include this in the show notes so you can go check it out yourself and it it shows exactly what we're talking about like the placement of all of these sensors including a little marker for the audio port so head over see what you think what you can surmise from the photo that google provided there's also another thing that's really interesting which is that um Apparently, Soli's scanning resolution is so good that one day you'll be able to just write on the screen without touching it. Um, I'm talking. I'm. What, I'm. I'm. What, hey, that was me speculating. That's. That... I know, but it says no hands in the image, which is yeah. why I am taking your speculation as a. This could very well be because it says no hands. So I'm imagining, you know, like those long exposure shots that you take with flashlights, <laughs> like like you're drawing <laughs> in the air. You know what I mean, or or something to yeah, that it was, see, effect. It's, and and I might be falling falling right into a Google PR trap. So what what I'm talking about is that you see it's a, the the image that shows you here's what all these what's hidden beside and underneath that bezel. It looks like the image of like the top half or third of a, a of a, of the Pixel phone, and you see like handwritten on the screen is. Uh, no hands in like sort of like sloppy casual handwriting in three different like pen yeah. styles, like one yeah. being like a felt tip pen, the other being like a fake uh, uh, graphite pencil, the other being mm-hmm. like a fake fine line ballpoint or whatever. And 
again, I'm putting this in boldface italics that I'm just speculating. And in doing so, I might be speculating exactly the way that PR wanted me to speculate. But are they sort of hinting that solely will include that you will be able to like write on the screen without touching the screen, like interact with buttons, interact with the user interface without having to actually physically touch something, which would be pretty, a pretty wonderful and B uh, along the lines of what they were, uh, they, what uh, they showed off at Google IO in 20, I think 2015 and 2016, they had like demos of solely. And these were just, these, these weren't like, uh, promised features and these weren't oh and the coming to an upcoming phone or tablet mm-hmm. it was just here's what the hardware can do right now and one of the things they were showing to do is that yeah we can track like a, a fingertip pretty precisely and that would be I'm, I'm saying that the, I, I can I can talk about this in this podcast in the sense that this is one of the features that I'm hoping we'll see within a year after the release of the Pixel 4 that we will have this piece of hardware, uh, this this radar, and it is really radar, that we will have this radar uh, uh, sensor and that every few months we'll see a new feature roll out as soon as they figure out that, okay, this is now working reliably enough that we can we can get people's hopes up that, yes, you won't be able to write with the, with your fingertip, but if there is a button on the screen, you will be able to tap mm-hmm. it with a glove on without mm-hmm. having to actually uh, touch the screen or anything like that. That's, that's, that's one of the things that gets me excited about buying a Pixel 4. Wow. Um, and. And, and since we're talking about uh, the sensors up top, this is another reason why I've got a good feeling about the security and the reliability of the Face ID because every time a previous company, Samsung, has created a really f- stupid mega fail version of Face Unlock, Samsung, it's been because they tried to do it without putting in really expensive special hardware to make it happen. This is this is everything that you would expect to see in an iPhone 3D space face unlock, where you have two separate cameras that are apart a, a good fair distance. You have an you have a dot a projector that projects a pattern of invisible dots on your face, so it can map the contours of your face. Another sensor that makes sure that this is an actual uh, actual living face and not even necessarily like a 3D mask or a mold that's being put in front of uh, in front of the camera so uh, we won't find out anything about how good this and secure this feature is obviously until we get samples to start playing with and until hundreds of thousands of people who want nothing more than to be the one to prove how bad this thing works are trying to prove that it doesn't work uh, a month after release, we will have some idea if it works or not. But you can't look at this array of hardware and think that, okay, I don't see anything about this that raises a red flag, that they're not doing this in a way that is proven to work. Well, we're not going to find out anything anyway until probably October. So until then, just we'll just have dreams of sensors dancing in our heads. I, but before, before we move on, I just I just want to say I know that there are a lot of people inside Google who uh, listen to this show. Now, the fact that I have already said that I've got money put aside so I can make an order for it as soon as it becomes available, that doesn't mean that if you have pre-release hardware to offer to journalists that I shouldn't be on the list because I'm definitely going to be buying one myself anyway. 
Uh, so don't don't think that I'm acing myself out. As a matter of fact, that's I mean, I'm definitely going to be buying one, but maybe I won't buy one until like late November in case there are discounts for Black Friday. So mm. you might just say, well, we were hoping for Andy Notko, who, of course, as we all know, is, uh, strides through this industry akin to a colossus. We we're hoping for that first week review from uh, Andy Notko to really put us over the top here. But then you're waiting until December, and then what are you going to tell your bosses that oh we were so we listened to the podcast we were so sure he was going to buy it the first week, but then he just realized he could maybe save eighty dollars by waiting a month and a half. We didn't count on him having the heart of a champion of a of a, of a one who plans and has self control. So what I'm saying is that you should really send fire one my way. Uh, DM me, I will send you a direct address. <laughs> Uh, well, now that Andy's got that out there, um, and, and one for on? flow, and one for flow too, of course. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, it's I'm, I got my spent a lot of money on the <laughs> Pixel Three, so I'm fine hanging out with it a little longer. Um, let's talk a little bit about Chrome, the other Google thing that we rely on. Uh, so, those of you maybe have heard, Google is about to remedy a loophole that allows a site to detect when a Chrome user is browsing in incognito mode. And if so, if you're going, uh-oh, in your head, well, there's probably a reason for that because it made me, I had the same reaction. So this is actually one of the fixes in Chrome 76, which is rolling out this week. Um, the update is hitting browsers. I believe it's heading over to Chrome OS's well, um, sites were never supposed to have that ability to begin with, right? That's why it's called incognito <laughs> mode. Uh, but they found a way to do it anyway by checking for the presence of a certain framework. That's kind of a bummer. Why couldn't just let sleeping dogs lie? This is good for users because it prevents sites from telling the user, we want to track and ID the bejesus out of you. So we're not showing you squat until you try again with incognito mode turned off. Which is like, listen, I don't have money and like, I don't want to, no, I do have money, but I don't want to give this site my money. I just want to see what they're perpetuating and putting into the world. I just, well, so let yeah, me gawk at that. I just, I don't, or also I, one of the reasons, one of the big reasons why I have Tor browser on pretty much all my devices is that there are times where I'm writing a joke about like a McLaren supercar and of course i have no mm -hmm. idea what a what a supercar costs so i want to google how much does a 2016 mclaren supercar mm. cost just so that i can joke about oh well i'm you know but i've uh, yes i did embezzle the two hundred and seventeen thousand dollars, but only because i wanted to get the convertible version of mclaren buried not in andy's because, backyard whatever. also in coffee cans <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, it's, I mean, so I don't, I don't want to be trapped. Basically, if I have the choice of using incognito mode when I want to use it, I should be able to use it. And I think that it's, it's, it's tacky for a site to say, wow, we've, this person, if anybody who's using incognito mode has specifically made the, they could not be saying more clearly that we do not, I do not want my identity to be tracked. I don't want to have any cookies left or read or anything like that. And so it is very tacky for that site to say, there must be a way around it. <laughs> so Incognito mode for the uninitiated is often used uh, to go beyond paywalls, which Andy for, and I are both journalists. Yes. <laughs> yes, and we want you to pay for the content. But like I said earlier, there's only certain publications that I feel are worth my money, and those that are, I give money to. 
So I support them. But sometimes you want to read an article and it's maybe in a it's on a it's in a publication that you don't really support, but you want to read what foolery they're putting out into the world. Um, in my case, I use incognito mode a lot to Google the uh, results of some Unsolved Mysteries episodes because there's a whole like <laughs> wiki out there of updates, um, like current updates on the cases from back in like the 90s and early 2000s that I'm like trying to check up on these people and see if their cases got solved. But I don't want any of that to end up in my Google search. Or sometimes I'll search like really bad people because I just want to know like exactly how bad they are. And I just want to like hate them (laughs) talking about really bad people. Okay. Um, and so, or maybe I'm Googling a really tragic news thing that's happening. And I just don't want that to show up in my Google feed because, because it's, it's, I don't want to relive it, but I want to know what's going on. I want to be informed. I want to inform myself. Yeah. And so there are there are very valid uses for incognito mode. Yeah, it, it gets it gets around these paywalls because a lot of these, like the New York Times uh, and Wired and the rest, that will give you like you, know, you get the you see that little calorie. Yeah. You have read your second of five free articles this month, and once you've written your read your fifth, you can't you you're saying you're, you're given helpful mm-hmm. advice on how to subscribe. Uh, and incognito mode because they can't figure out who you are and how many times you've visited the site this month. It's a way that a lot of people use to get around it. Uh, I don't, I don't use it. I've never used a trick to get around uh, a paywall because I, I I like to have there, there's some things that I, I, I'm willing to acknowledge that uh, I've, have a principle that unfortunately because I am a human being with weaknesses, I sometimes break my own word, such as when one of my favorite BBC shows uh, has a new season and somebody is posting the episodes on YouTube. And I'm pretty sure that this episode of Faker Fortune season eight, number one, has not been really uh, is not in the public domain yet. (laughs) But there's something that says, I'm just going to click and YouTube is nice enough to like actually, oh, because you've watched plenty of illegal episodes of Faker Fortune on oh, YouTube, we're, we found somebody who posted the, the latest season. I, 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 I'm a hypocrite. I know I'm for when it comes to YouTube, but when it comes to like explicitly circumventing a paywall, like uh, the information is a wonderful site that does an incredible amount of original journalism that costs money. And they've been doing a lot of breaking stories that we wind up talking about because they were the ones that did all the work uh, and uh, all the shoe leather in order to bring something to light. And I just for I can't make myself pay $40 a month for it yet. Because I do pay for the New York, I do pay for other newspapers and other news outlets. I can't get myself to pay forty bucks for the information, which I don't read it enough. I, I, yeah, exactly. Maybe, yeah. I mean, if I, if no I could give them five dollars but... to read this one article, I would do it. Oh yeah, absolutely. If I could pay like a buck to get access to an article uh, on Wired, for instance, I would absolutely love to do that. But in some instances, it's just not it's not feasible to keep up that monthly. So uh, this is a problem with, this is 
part A, the problem is that uh, journalism, online journalism is, is struggling to figure out a way to monetize in this heavily advertised world and just how the internet has seemed to gobble everything up. Uh, and the other problem is just that people don't want to pay for things. And so I can understand yeah. that part. Um, so the, so, there, so there, there are a lot of publishers who are kind of upset that this that that Google is again, they're not trying to screw over publishers, at least no more than maybe they're, <laughs> they were already. They're just saying this is a loophole that we didn't know if had we known that this uh, this uh, week, this vulnerability in incognito mode exists, we would have closed it earlier. So we'd never promised you the ability to check on you. But the people, the publishers that are complaining about this, they have a right to complain because, yeah. again, there's a, we're not t- we're not talking about someone who's just taking something they uh, people have to uh, uh, some writers there they have a quota and so well let's what's what's on forbes.com today mm-hmm. great i will rewrite that and put in like sort of a link to it at the very end but no one will want to go there because i'll just reproduce everything and charge you know not in forbes's case but then charge 20 bucks a month for it no we're talking about this is somebody who has to read every who to find a piece of information that's buried in government records has to go through pages and pages and there's no search they can do for it they simply have to read every page that was released uh of this court case and it's just boxes and boxes of stuff and that's those people deserve to be paid and that's why this costs 40 bucks a month so that's why in those cases i'm like okay i absolutely can't search i've the, the closest i've ever come was i will do a google web search and yeah. if the headline comes up and I click on it and they have configured their web server such that anybody who finds it through a web through a Google search is welcome to read it for free, I will take advantage of that because I don't believe I'm using a hack to get around something because the webmasters, the, the, the web developers who, who wrote the software know exactly that Google exists and that's how people are going to find the way. But yeah, that's it's sometimes it's hard to coexist. With a company like Google, because there's going to it's going to affect your business. It may or they may or may not be wrong in what they're doing. Uh, sometimes they're doing things that are actively harmful, which the EU has caught <laughs> the Google doing before and has yep. find them for. Sometimes it's just incidental. We created incognito mode because not only is it a feature that people want, but but in this day and age, it's an important feature for users to have. If it if it causes problems and you are getting paid the money you deserve for your content, that's unfortunately not our problem. Uh, we can't simply say that we're going to make it difficult for people to be anonymous on the net because it might f- allow people to read wired.com for free. Um, so um, that's, so we should listen to these people's complaints. We should be aware of their complaints. Unfortunately, sometimes you just have to be the listener who <laughs> says that, oh, I'm sorry, that's mankind is born unto trouble just as surely as sparks fly upward. Remember your book of Job. Uh, I think on that note, we should probably end up on a little uptick. Eh? Exactly. Um, so as you may have noticed, there's been a lot of adorable uh, Google baby Google news. Last, last week, we, we last week we spoke about the adorable Indonesian boy who was named Google. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
which I ended up naming the podcast after because yes. I just figured, why the heck not? I mean, come on. Because uh, yeah, Google Indonesia sent the the baby like a Google jumper. Yeah. So yeah. if we if we named an episode of a podcast after Google, maybe they'll send us a baby jumper as well. Hey, that's a great idea. Um, Gender neutral because again, we'll probably have to take turns like wearing it. Correct. So correct. Purple or Speci- yellow. Or- hopefully, one that goes over the head. You know, funny <laughs> ears and all. That would be fun. So Reddit user JJS two one three reported. That their nine-month-old's baby, <laughs> baby's first word was Google. Now, I laugh because I was just thinking, like, about my house and how I'm constantly <laughs> talking to things and how this definitely would be happening in my mm. house. So, <laughs> from the post, my firstborn's first word, data, was dada. D-A-D-A, was 11 years ago. My secondborn's first word was ball, nine years ago. Layla's first word was Google, which is present day. She's been noticing when we call out to Google throughout the day for the weather, the time, or to play music. In the last few weeks, every time we say, hey, G, she immediately piped up with her best attempt with baby talk to hijack the Google command. Today, she figured out how to say Google. So it makes sense. <laughs> yeah, and there's and there's video, and she, and she is an adorable, adorable baby. And kudos to him for admitting that no, no, it wasn't goo goo gaga. It was, it was actually. You can. I'm I'm playing it now because it's pretty adorable. Like I hopefully I can see. Oh yeah, see there you go. She's like in her little baby jumper, and she's reaching out with her little hands. She doesn't have object permanence yet, and yay, Google. Of course, how how do you know the difference between goo goo gaga and and Google? Um, sometimes, sometimes I say something like that and the speaker still catches on. True. I just have to say the genius of this baby and because now she can do her own smart home commands without the help of her parents. And I, you know, if <laughs> I'm very curious how humans are going to evolve now that we are like talking and waving at things. So this is going to be interesting. I was so, uh, I, I, uh, I, I was just, uh, like checking out Reddit, the today, uh, and I, so I just like saw it was just posted like a day ago uh, and was reading the original post. And it really I was there in Starbucks in their wonderful Arctic maximum <laughs> air conditioning. Yes. So much, I, I have a list of places that are no longer not only have good Wi-Fi and great air conditioning, but the sort of air conditioning where I will take off like my shirt when I after when I sit down and just be there around your shirt and then 20 minutes later be putting my shirt back on because I'm a little bit chilly. That's right, exactly right. what I want. Uh, but and but I was leaning back in my chair there thinking, my God, that's a that is absolutely true. Because when we're as human beings, we're programmed to not we, we don't understand what technology is, but we're programmed to understand language and to mimic what we see around us. So if we do have like speakers that we speak to, it's well, what's it's uh, it's it's amazing to think about little quirks that uh, communication quirks that like adults will have 20 years from now because one of the co- their the, the constant uh, the, the constant presence of the in their house was mom 
or uh, excuse me, parent one, parent two. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, but I've already be, I'm already realized that uh, I was about to say I was about to to like exclude uh, same parent couples, and then I was about to say I'm about to exclude parents who are not part of couples. But anyway, the 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 normal like adults that are in the house now there is this thing that speaks and also resp- that all the adults are talking to and that respond to the adults. And I'm amazed to think about how this is going to affect development. I don't think, I don't even necessarily think it will affect them badly, but to expect a direct response without face contact, let's say, and to say that, no, this voice will always respond in a calm, soothing voice. It will never use angry tones uh, and it will never, it will never speak baby talk to me. It will also, it will always treat me like I'm a grown up and I appreciate that. And people are worried about too much screen time. Uh, <laughs> they're about to compete in a exactly ambient world computing. Of, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like she has eight years old and she hasn't spoken her first word yet. But my God, she's great at like raising her hands and like weaving a weaving JavaScript programming. She knows it exactly. I mean. <laughs> Yeah, it's going to be. This is interesting. Well, you know what, Andy? I'm glad that we're documenting it on our podcast. (laughs) We're documenting history. Um, Well, that kind of nears us here to the end of our podcast this week. Uh, Andy, this has been fun chatting (laughs) with you about what's coming up. I'm excited. We have a lot of stuff to look forward to from Google Camp. Um, We also have a bonus episode coming up in the following weeks for those who have been waiting for a bonus episode it's yes. happening and just um, and, and just to be sure if you've if never had one of our bonus episodes before we try hard not to make it like a, a fifth episode of the month we try to do right. something that we haven't done before that is sufficiently weird that we wouldn't be able to get advertisers for it which we're still figuring out by the way exactly and and as I'm, <laughs> as we're, we're we're having a, a big meeting about it next week uh, and I've been thinking about ideas and rejecting so many of them because, no, that's my – that's if people were to come up uh, – my goal is for our bonus episodes is that if people were to come up with a list of five possible things they could expect, it would not be on anybody's list of five. Mm-hmm. Okay. Fair that's enough. That's I'm hoping for. Well, if anybody out there has like a dream, a wish – uh, you can you can tweet us. We will read it. We do read Twitter. I just haven't updated the page in God knows how long. Mm. Um, even though I do have the keys. It's like having a classic <laughs> car in the garage that you know is leaking oil and you would love to take it out, but you just don't want to deal with working on it. That's how I feel about our Twitter page right now. Yeah. So See, we, we get back to what sorry. we were talking about earlier at the very, very top of the show. We spend all day, every day working with technology and software and services. And when it comes to, OK, so now we can voluntarily improve this software technology or service that seems to be going OK as it is because it's working. People and people are people are commenting uh, about the show through Twitter by just simply uh, at material, uh, including at material into the comments or uh, at oh that flow or at a not go. I'm hard. I'm hard pressed to complain about what's not working well about this Twitter channel. It's like yeah. or or we can go to the pool or we can go to the beach or we can just turn the do. fan on to Arctic. Uh, no, the fan is not Arctic med- maximum. It's just movement of air. We can just get right down to uh, to, you know, to the 
right down to brass tacks and just sit down in front of the fan. Everybody just sitting down in front of the fan and just and we know that the our tears around the eyes are getting like all hard and dried up and crusty because the wind is blowing them. But we don't care because we feel marginally less like we're marinating in soup. Making a lot of people feel feel a lot better right now about. The I hope heat. so. We're here to make you feel better. Should, should I should I mention that the air conditioning here in this conference? I, I we're, I'm once again going from a library conference room because they have air conditioning, and I guess no one was using the room all day today, which meant that the air conditioning has been off all day. <laughs> so it was like a uh, half hour later. It's now it's a little bit colder. Anyway. Finally. Um, Andy, if people want more great content from you, where can they go find it on the internet? As usual, spell my last name, I-H-N as in Nancy, A-T-K-O. I'm sorry, I just gave myself flashbacks to the new pharmacists at my local drugstore when I try <laughs> to have today. Have, have you ever, I mean, it's 2019. There are times where I have to, rem- uh, you've, got a, you've got a five or 10 minute window in which I am an adult and I will be nice and smiling and say, oh, that's okay. That's okay. Everyone, you know, sometimes you have a problem with the computer. After 10 minutes, I'm like, it's 2019 and this woman has never used a computer before in her life. And like, oh, I H, oh, maybe that's why it's not. And I'm gritting my teeth and saying, oh, ha, ha, when mm-hmm, I'm, mm-hmm, when mm-hmm. every other reality, <laughs> the Andy who's in the same drugstore is saying the same women, yeah, no crap, that's why it wasn't finding it. Even though I, I guess the 19th time I spelled it for you was the charm, wasn't it, Dolores? But no, the version that lives in this reality said, oh, ha, <laughs> I'm sorry, PTSD there. Uh, no, oh, not real. Boy. I was having, I was just having a little bit of a reminding myself of how stressed out I was because I almost didn't go to the beach because it was such a problem for 15 to 20 minutes, not even to get my my prescription, but to just to here is and my and my my prescription is like a class A it's a my ADHD stuff, so like it's amphetamine so that they have to make sure that you know I'm not pill seeking or whatever. So that was and we didn't even get to that. It was just Tap, 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 tap. Oh, wait, that's the wrong field. Tap, 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 tap. Like, uh, do you know that there's a mouse so that you don't have to just backspace all the way through the 33 character? I'm okay. This is I, this is not your problem. This is Andy's problem. I should not be putting okay, my problems. Andy, so just spell my last out. name, I-H-N as a Nancy, A-T as in Tom K-O for my Twitter, uh, for my Instagram. I'm about to relaunch my website at anotgo.com, putting on a new host. Uh, so that will be not less moribund soon. If you're in the Boston area, we, were, we are recording uh, this show. Uh, this episode on Wednesday the 31st in two days time on Friday uh, I will be doing one of my weekly uh, Boston NPR WGBH uh, tech segments for about a half hour uh, I think I think we're going to be at the boss uh, we're going to be definitely at the Boston Public Library uh, this really beautiful open studio that's in the middle of a cafe uh, so if you're going to be in the Boston area you should be visiting the Boston Public Library anyway it is gorgeous mm-hmm. and free uh, and uh, just grab yourself a cookie and a cup of coffee, and you can watch me see what I look like when I'm trying to pretend that I'm not reading facts and figures from a screen of a Chromebook in front of me. I think that's going to be from 1230 to 1, but uh, check out my Twitter. I usually tweet out the exact time the night before or the morning of. Sometimes It's a three-hour show, and sometimes, you know, there's something wacky happening in Washington, so they decide to switch the order around a little bit. Uh, but uh, we can listen to that live if you're not going to be in 
the Boston Public Library, go to wgbhnews.org and they will stream it live or you can actually uh, click on it and watch the, listen to the show uh, anytime later on. As for me, you know that you can find my stuff over at florenceion.com where I post links to all the podcasts that go up, including uh, that other show I do on the Twit Network that shall not be you named. Can, you, can name, you can name the show. This isn't, this right, isn't it's like called All the, About Android. There you go. <laughs> um, also, if you were wondering how to take better nighttime shots, I've got an article up on Lifehacker this week. So go check that out. Just Google Lifehacker Florence Ion. You'll find it. It's Yay. It's pretty easy. Uh, and I'm on Twitter, Twitch, and Instagram at OhThatFlow. And also, don't forget, you can subscribe to us for a membership because hey. our membership drive is coming up. That's why we're talking about bonus episodes. So definitely, if you love us, please support us. Yes. You just and you if, know, and, don't and, use incognito mode on our no. podcast. Well, or, or do you? You do you? <laughs> or do, but don't tell me. I yes. don't want to know. Um, <laughs> and, and, if, and actually, yes. whether you're, whether you remember or not, if you do have an idea for what is the what is a weird but interesting idea to do an entire bonus episode about, mm-hmm. uh, or if you have any comments about the show whatsoever, uh, you can always uh, t- tweeting at us is the most immediate. To just just use the, our at material mm-hmm. podcast mm-hmm. sign. Both of us will pick it up and see it. Uh, or you can uh, at tweet uh, either of our individual accounts. Or if you do go to relay.fm slash material, you can find an email address for us that is not as easy for us to access as Twitter is because we're not obsessive about ducking work by checking our uh, material email as we are about hanging out on Twitter. Uh, but uh, you'll also find uh, our show our show doc. We have links to almost all the stuff that we've been talking about today and almost, all the other shows. All stuff. Almost. We can't let you all the way into the back of the glitter factory. You don't want to see how all the magic happens. Okay, Willy Wonka. Let the kids have some candy. (laughs) Uh, Until next week, everyone, thanks for joining us. Have a great next seven days. Gobstoppers for all. Even you, Charlie.